if I asked you the question, who is a Jew, how would you answer? I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Welcome to Torah for Christians. I am your host, Rabbi Jordan Parr. Who is a Jew? It sounds rather simple, but it's really a very complex question. My non-Jewish friends, students, and co-workers have always had lots of questions for me, especially this one. So let's talk about it. We Jews have wrestled with this question ever since Abraham left home and started wandering towards the promised land. The traditional answer is straightforward. A Jew is a Jew born to a Jewish mother or one who chooses to become Jewish through a formal process of conversion. If mom and dad are both Jewish, problem solved. Baby is Jewish. That's the easy one. But today, it's not always the realistic one. If mom is Jewish, but dad is not, we consider any children born to the couple as Jewish. Whether the family acts on this designation is, of course, up to them. But the definition holds. Now, check this out. If dad is Jewish and mom is not, then the traditional answer is that the baby is not Jewish. Only through conversion rituals can we make this non-Jewish baby a Jewish one. It didn't used to be this way. In the Hebrew Bible, the father defined the religious identity of the child. The Torah, the five books of Moses, speaks of Hebrew and Israelite men marrying women not from the tribe. They were forbidden from marrying women from certain ethnic groups. But think about this. Moses married both a Midianite and a Cushite woman. David married non-Israelites, and Solomon had 400 wives, including the Queen of Sheba. Even more important, the Bible does not condemn these marriages unless these men married women from the forbidden Canaanite tribes, or, as in the case of King Ahab, became an idolater due to his wife Jezebel's influence. This changed when Ezra reestablished the Jewish community in Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile. He read a version of the Torah to the people and commanded them to divorce their non-Jewish wives. In chapter 13 of the book of Nehemiah, we read, Also at that time, I saw that Jews had married Ashdodite, Ammonite, and Moabite women. A good number of their children spoke the language of Ashdod and the language of those various peoples, and did not know how to speak Judean. I censured them, cursed them, flogged them, tore out their hair, and abjured them by God, saying, You shall not give your daughters in marriage to their sons, or take any of their daughters for your sons or yourselves. Ever since the time of Ezra, Jewish status flows through the mother. Ezra felt that while a child may never know his or her father, child would always know his or her mother, who is then expected to raise the child in her faith. Before I confuse you even more, let's review. In the Bible, if dad was Jewish, you were Jewish. After Ezra's edict, if mom was Jewish, you were Jewish. This was the rule for 2,500 years, and all Jews throughout the world accepted it. We still accept it today or until about 45 years ago. In the mid-1970s, the American Reformed Jewish movement 
adopted a resolution called Patrilineal Descent. In essence, it stated that if either parent were Jewish and the child was raised as a Jew, the reform movement and its rabbis would consider the child Jewish. This means that if a Jewish man married a non-Jewish woman and they agreed to raise their baby as a Jew, celebrating Jewish holidays, sending the boy chick to religious school, having a bar or bat mitzvah, then the child would be considered Jewish. This is a radical change, back to the Torah, if you will, but not all Jews accept this. It's not so easy to determine who is a Jew. Is being a Jew more than an accident of birth? Or is it really self-identification combined with an expected set of rituals and values? It depends on who you ask. Or as we say, two Jews, three opinions. Let's take a few seconds to absorb this. We're not really thinking now about who is a Jew. Instead, we're talking about what is a Jew. After this short break, we'll talk about this from another angle. Are Jews a race, a people, an ethnic group, or something else? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Torah for Christians. About 18 years ago, my cousin adopted a boy from Guatemala. His genetics are both European and Mayan. I once knew two sisters, born of two different sets of parents in Korea, but adopted by the same Jewish family. As one likes to say, we weren't sisters in Korea, but we are now. The girls had gone through a formal conversion ceremony when they were adopted. Today, Jews of color, AAPI Jews, and even Jews from long lost Jewish tribes in Africa are becoming rabbis and community leaders. And yes, a few of us are even white and European. So let's do a quick overview. The worldwide Jewish community is divided into roughly four major groups called in Hebrew Ashkenazi, Sephardim, Mizrahi, and Beta Israel. Ashkenazim are the types of Jews you probably either know or see pictures of. White and of Eastern European or Central European ancestry, the lands of medieval Ashkenaz. Ashkenazim from Eastern Europe came to America praying in a certain dialect of Hebrew and speaking Yiddish, a mix of Hebrew, German, Polish, Russian, and other Slavic languages. These are the Jews who brought you Fiddler on the Roof and Bagels. These are Jews like Barbara Streisand, Bob Dylan, and Jerry Steinfeld, and me. Sephardim are Jews who originated in Muslim Spain and Portugal, called in Hebrew Sfarad. The Catholic King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella expelled the Spanish Jews in 1492. They eventually settled in places like Greece, Turkey, North Africa, and the Netherlands. Some even migrated to Palestine. They developed a wonderful culture with customs much different than their northern neighbors. Along with their native languages, they read prayers in a different Hebrew dialect and spoke a language called Ladino, a mix of Hebrew, 
Castilian Spanish, Turkish, Greek, and even Arabic. These are the Jews who gave us a bevy of Mediterranean cooking, such as tagines, couscous, and kebabs, and are as numerous in Israel as are the Ashkenazi. The Mizrahi, Jews who have lived in modern Israel, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, and other places in the Middle East for millennia. Their culture and customs are unique, influenced heavily by the greater Arab and Persian cultures. They spoke languages like Judeo-Arabic and Judeo-Persian and gave us dishes like hummus, pita bread, and falafel. Iraq and Persia were also centers of Jewish learning for over 2,000 years. Finally, we have the Beta Israel, the Jews of Ethiopia. For thousands of years, we knew nothing about them. They came to light in the 1950s, having lived a Jewish life, unaware of rabbinic Judaism. In a way, they practiced the most original form of biblical Judaism. During the great famines and civil wars in Ethiopia during the 1980s and 1990s, the state of Israel airlifted most of this community, where they had been integrated into Israeli society. They came to Israel speaking Amharic, the language of Ethiopia, and brought their foods and customs with them. Today, Jews can be found in every corner of the world and look like people in every corner of the world. Jews are white, black, Asian, South Asian, and if there were living beings on Mars, I'm sure that Jews would also look Martian. So let's get back to the original question. Who is a Jew? In terms of DNA, a Jew is born of a Jewish mother, except when he's not. A Jew is white, except when she's not. A Jew is of Eastern European origin, except when he's not. A Jew prays a certain way, except when she doesn't. So all of this is a way to say that, if, that a Jew is a Jew if one, he or she identifies as a Jew, two, engages in Jewish acts such as life cycle or holiday celebrations, and three, aligns himself or herself with the Jewish people. There is no one formal definition of who is a Jew. Being a Jew, you see, is a complex matter. I want to thank you for listening to Torah for Christians. We'll talk about this matter a lot more in the future. If you enjoyed this podcast, please join us on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time on Clubhouse for a discussion. You can also get more information with the links that I'll provide on our website, www.torforchristians.com. A transcript of this podcast along with other goodies are available on Substack under Torah for Christians. And if you have questions, just send me a tweet at J-N-P-E-R-2. I'll try to answer them personally or in an upcoming podcast, and you'll definitely get credit for that. Have a great day, and remember, how pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity. Till we see each other again, I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this has been Torah for Christians.